Hey guys, welcome back to the Right Coin Podcast. This week we're talking about the future of coin conventions, what's expected of the uh, attendance, things there, and uh, things related to that. Uh, I'm basically going to be reading an article, so if you guys just want to, uh, I mean, lesson for sure, but uh, if you want to uh, read the article for yourself, it's going to be in the description. So, but I'm basically going to be reading an article because I just think it was really kind of interesting, and I didn't feel like trying to put it in my own words. So, um, anyway, let's go ahead and get in term of the week, which is Baroque Burse. I don't know how to say it. B-O-U-R-S-E. And I, I saw this term when I was uh, reading over the article, you know, prepping for the episode, so I hadn't just, you know, seen it for the first time when I wrote this. But anyway, uh, this is a term uh, used for the sales floor of a coin show. I'm like, oh, we're talking about coin shows. Let's find out what this is. So, um... The trivia question is actually really out of the blue, I think. I don't know how many people actually know this without Google. But uh, the trivia question is, what year and where was the very first coin show in the United States? And you're like, how long ago was this? But uh, you will find out because I will tell you after I read the article. Uh, this was written by Jeff Garrett uh, for NGC. And it's published on the Coin Week website as of November 1st, 2019. So a lot of uh, November 1sts for these past couple of weeks. But uh, I don't really want to sum this up, guys. I just want, like, it's a very good article. So I don't want to try to sum it up in my own words. So that's kind of why I'm reading from it directly. So I have actually pulled up the website and the link and everything. So just remember, if you guys don't get a whole lot of it from just listening to my boring voice read it, because <laughs> I know I'm boring, but uh, I'll have the link in the description per usual. Anyway, getting started here, it says, During my tenure as a member of the Board of Governors for the American Numismatic Association, ANA, one of my prime responsibilities was to make decisions about ANA conventions, which is no small task given their size and importance. The World's Fair of Money held each summer by the ANA is one of the organization's largest revenue sources. It is also the face of the organization to its many thousands of members who attend each year. Clubs from around the country hold meetings at these conventions, and the educational opportunities offered to attendees are almost endless. Additionally, many millions of dollars worth of rare coins are sold in that short week. I would estimate the sales exceed $100 million during A&A conventions. In short, the importance of the show cannot be overemphasized. Because of all the planning and organization, the ANA is fortunate that its summer convention is usually a roaring success. Unfortunately, some rare coin conventions around the country are not so lucky. In recent years, several major shows have been significant declines in attendance as the number and the number of tables sold. A case in point would be the annual convention held by the Central States Numismatic Society, CSNS, each spring in the Midwest. Twenty years ago, the CSNS show was considered one of the largest in the nation and a must-attend event. The large Burroughs area sometimes exceeded 400 tables. That, to me, just blows my mind. Anyway, he continues, uh, But last year the show sold close to 250 tables, and the other shows around the country have experienced similar declines. The reason some coin shows are succeeding while others are faltering can be complicated. A case can be made that there are simply too many coin shows these days. Each week there are literally a dozen or more coin shows around the country. Some are local, one-day events, but there are also plenty of major regional and national shows on the calendar every month. The World Fair, World Money Fair in Berlin that is held in February is massive. The attendance is understandable given that there are very few coin shows in Europe each year. If there were only a handful of coin shows in the United States each year, then the attendance at each event would be huge. Perhaps in the future, the European model of fewer shows would become the norm in the U.S. 
Many believe that the internet has been a game changer for rare coin conventions. The theory is that collectors don't need to attend a coin show when coins can so easily be found on the web. There is much truth to the fact that at any time of the day or night you can shop for rare coins around the country. So why go to a coin show when there's much more available at the push of a button? I actually believe the opposite is true about the internet's impact on coin shows. The internet has created millions of new coin collectors. These collectors may start on the web but soon find the idea of attending an actual coin show more exciting. My analogy for this effect is the spread of legalized gambling in the United States. Many predicted that a casino in every large city would destroy the gaming industry in Las Vegas. However, the opposite proved true as local casinos introduced millions to excitement of casino gambling, causing these folks to want to experience the quote-unquote big time, a trip to Las Vegas. I hope that is how many new collectors feel about going to an ANA convention. Some shows suffer simply because of where they fall on the calendar. If there are too many shows in a month, the result is usually light attendance for those at the end of the month. Others have difficulty because of the location where the event is being held. For years, coin shows in downtown St. Louis were a must-attend event. The Silver Dollar Show held there each fall was huge. However, the decline of downtown St. Louis and the subsequent moving of the show to a smaller venue near the airport has caused it to shrink considerably. The show is still held each year, and I faithfully attend. This is the author, not me. But now, due to changing circumstances, it is a smaller event. The reorganization of the airline industry has also had a major impact on some coin shows. Many smaller market cities have been have seen serious cutbacks in air service. This means fewer and more expensive flights on smaller airplanes, coin dealers do not travel light, and most hate going to show if it means a commuter flight. This was the, one of the primary reasons ANA decided about holding its annual convention in Indianapolis several years ago. It is also undeniable that many of the most active dealers are entering the sunset of their careers, and flying sometimes more difficult as your age. I personally struggle, uh, never mind, because <laughs> he's talking about his problems. So, uh, that's kind of a thing. So, uh, this is, like I said, I'm reading it from his point of view, I guess. And so, I am not old, I am 18. I don't know how old this gentleman is. I am not trying to insult him if he ever hears this. But uh, he starts talking about problems as you get older flying. Anyway, back to this. So despite all these headwinds, most coin shows are generally in good health. If a coin show is run well, the public and collectors will attend. In fact, any time I get concerned about the health of the market, I look around at the thousands of collectors at a typical coin show and feel better. Like me, most collectors love the excitement of going to a show and actually seeing and holding the coins they collect. After all, where else can you go and hold museum-quality objects in your hands? Photographs on the internet have improved a great deal over the years, but nothing beats seeing coins in person. Coin shows also present an incredible educational opportunity for collectors. You can see a vast array of rare coins on display, look at educational exhibits, and perhaps attend an informative seminar. Seeing a great rare coin is exciting, but for many who attend coin shows, it is the people that make it special. Where else can you go and see the legends of your hobby walking about, and in most cases, very accessible to anyone attending? Coin shows are where many long-term relationships relationships are developed. Over the years, these relationships will probably be the most important thing collectors and dealers gain from attending. XSXS. Here we go. One piece of advice for anyone new to attending coin shows, try to attend the show early. Coin shows are very front-loaded as far as business is concerned. More coins are traded in the first few hours than during the rest of the event. Dealers are very eager to purchase fresh coins as they are placed in the showcases. During a good market, the borough's floor will be abuzz with activity during the setup period. As the early business uh, business settles down, many dealers actually start to leave. By Friday afternoon, some of the largest dealers are headed to the airport. This situation causes most 
consternation for collectors and show promoters. Indeed, show promoters' attempts to make dealers stay longer has been met with limited success. Remember how many dealers like this guy attend at least 25 to 30 coin shows a year. Being away from home most every weekend would be impossible for anyone trying to maintain a family life. That said, I hope to meet anyone reading this article at the next major coin show just to be sure they're there by Friday for the best experience. So he closes out uh, saying, hey, make sure you're at the next show. I'll try to see you there. I, um, I, I can't afford to go anywhere out of state. And uh, my local coin shows happen uh, twice a year. So I don't go anywhere for them because they're right here at home. And they're all I can afford. Anyway, back to the, uh, I guess, finishing the episode. <laughs> um, trivia question was, what year and where was the very first coin show in the United States? The answer, 1891 in Chicago. So 1891, there's some, I mean, we think that's so long ago. I mean, that was over 100 years ago. So it was, and you're thinking, what kind of coins were there? There have been collectors for years. So, I mean, definitely coin shows have been around for a while. Anyway, guys, just thank, I thank you guys for tuning in. Um, oh, and uh, I just want to remind you guys about the... Uh, um, in the mail segment I, uh, I mentioned this in the last episode and I said this will be over the next several episodes because I do record all these at once but uh, I want to introduce the segment in the mail in case you missed the last episode uh, this is basically cool or interesting things that someone sends me via the actual physical US mail or via email email you know, is questions you might have things that I'm going to answer on the episode I, uh, the week I get it or the week after however it works out and uh, so I thought you guys it'd be, the thing with this is I've tried a couple things before not on the podcast but with YouTube and things where uh, it requires viewer participation so that's kind of my fear with this is that I'm not going to get any participation I'm just going to be talking about this for like the next two months and nothing's going to show up or I'm not going to get any emails or anything like that but um, if you guys want to email me to get my address or anything or the question it just it's the right coin podcast at gmail.com so and it'll be in the description of the uh, episode as well so you can always check that out I'm also looking at I'm considering trying to find a partner for the podcast I know I mentioned it oh I want to say three four episodes ago and I just thought I'd bring it up again so if you guys have you know, a suggestion of how to find somebody or you're someone interested in you try to figure work something out. And I'm sure you're not in my local area, so we could try to, like, Google Hangouts, things like that, to try to, you know, make an episode more interesting. Because if there's two of us, I have a lot of work. I have schoolwork, life happens, things like that. So, you know, one of us could pick up slack here or there. We're prepping an episode. We uh, talk, record episodes, and then one of us publishes it, and we do that, something similar. But, um... Yeah, yes, that's it, guys. I'll make sure I have the article down below so you guys can check it out. And uh, I'll see you on the next one.